This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good morning and welcome to Consignment Heroes. I'm your guest host, Rick DeBacco. Uh, filling in for Bogart Kenny. Uh, many of you may already know who I am. I call in from time to time, but today I'm on the other side of it. Uh, we're live at the Zoomerplex. Uh, we're a call-in show. Feel free to give us a call with respect to costume jewelry, old coins, uh, stamps, old comics, art, old toys, dishes. You uh, have to give the phone number. All right. All Bogart right. doesn't first, do this either. First day on the job then. Okay, fair enough. You got to give the phone number. Okay, so... Uh, the, if you want to call in, uh, call us at uh, down at the Zuberplex here at four one six. I'll do it slow. Okay, three six zero zero seven four zero, or they can call a toll free number at one eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero. And again, uh, for those who have heard me call in before. Uh, I am a realtor, so if there's any questions, not only with respect to old magazines and clocks and watches, but if you have any questions whatsoever, even related to real estate, today is the day to do it. It's a perfect time to do it. Um, but again, uh, Paul is the consignment hero here, and uh, he'll be happy to take your calls and uh, try to put a price on some of your stuff, including, uh, do they still use the term bric-a-brac? Or is that an old term? Bric-a-brac, really, that's like Chotsky's. doesn't mean it's worth a lot. Okay. But the items on the list might mean something. Okay. But well, we're talking movie posters, old phones, garden ornaments. Those are like gnomes, right? I've heard uh, $2 million dollar garden gnome. Okay. And his sisters threw away uh, 10 others. <laughs> $2 million for a garden gnome. He actually okay. sold it for $2 million. Wow. But wow. it's not garden gnome t- um, season right now. Okay. But well, it's probably I mean. buried in well, snow. Well, that's what happens. A lot of times someone will have something and it'll sell for a lot of money. And the reason is because they threw away the rest of it. His sure, sisters sure. actually threw away, theoretically, $20 million in garden gnomes. Oh, my goodness. That's kind of like one of those mistake things. Right, right. Okay. You'll have to put tracking devices on things from now on so you can yeah. track it down. It'll be on somebody else's yard. All right? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, if anything of uh, that you might have a perceived value of or – you might not even think it's worth something. Give us a call. Talk, talk to the expert here. Uh, any questions, uh, again, uh, call in at 416-360-0740. Uh, Paul, what do you yep. think? Well, we got a big show today. Okay. We got the price of gold and silver. People are going to be calling in about that. I know that. And we have the stuff that happened this week. We actually, it's like, um, well, I want to talk about First of all, going out to my friends at um, uh, Doug and Laura up okay. at uh, um, Southworks Antique Mall. Okay. Okay. This is okay. the time of year. And I, I know people said I've been plugging them. I plug them because 
I've gone to those big uh, those malls and wait outside and you buy something for two hundred dollars and next week is worth ten. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you want to get something unique. Like and actually, if you go to any one of these malls, generally you go to one mall in southwestern Ontario and go another one in Montreal, except for one being in French and English and the other one being just in English. They're, they're, all the stuff's going to be the same. Exactly the same. It's, you yes. want to get unique stuff, you can go to my friend at Clapperson's Corners, uh, which is just south of Highway 6, near the dinosaurs, on just south of, I'm um, sorry, south on Highway 6, south of the 401. Or you can go to my friends at Doug and Laura out at uh, at 73 Water Street. It's called Southworks Antique Mall. So like, um, I think they got like 30,000 square feet or 40,000 is 100 dealers, um, all nice, unique items. And you're not going to pay up an arm and leg. Free parking. You're not going to line up for anything. It's all warm inside. 73 Water Street. And I like to, this is a time of year, like it's a nice day. Um, you just turn the heat on your car and just go out there and drive. Right. And my right. friend Ron at uh, Clappison's Corner, when you can you can ask him. He owns everything in that building. So if you want a deal, you can ask Ron. Just say Paul said it's okay to give you a deal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ron, and that, that, that'll that get you, uh, that might get you a deal. Right. But it's worth seeing. Ron's got the most unique store in Ontario. There are people, the dealers from Toronto go out there to see him. And I'm saying this is the time of year where people should be going out there, and you'll see that thing that your parents remind you. You remember, maybe you remember having one as a kid, mm-hmm. and you want to show it to your kids and mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't cost you as much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of this stuff is reasonable prices. But we're going to be talking. I'm going to bring them up later on as well. And like I say, I'm also going to rant against um, the Royal Canadian Mint. I saw I was in a post office the other day. Right. I see one ounce of silver selling for $99. Okay. One ounce. Wow. Okay. That's right. like going into a store and seeing um, 12 eggs selling for $47. <laughs> Would you buy it? No. Probably not. They'd no. have to be, there's no amount of convincing that's going to sell. These are special eggs? Mm-hmm. No. This mm-hmm. is not going to happen. It's one ounce of silver. I mean, if you want your grandkids to think about, when they think about you lovingly 10 years from now or 15 right. years from now or 20 years from now, you want them to think that you're not the dumbest grandkids, grandparents in the world by giving them this overpriced stuff. You say, oh, my parents, like we took a collection in this week. There was someone paid $199 for something. It says, it sells today for $40. And right, that's it. Right, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. So when they, but they paid $199. That was then. This is now. They overpaid for it. Mm-hmm. The Royal Canadian Mint is one, figuratively, is the only member, part of government that actually makes money. They make mm-hmm. it two ways. They mm-hmm. make money, but they also make a profit. Right. And for a government agency to make a profit, they have to be overcharging a lot. Right, right. Okay? See, this is a lot of stuff that people aren't even aware of. And this is why it's so important to get in contact with someone like you so they can be educated. Because a lot, you know, any one of us at any time really don't understand this stuff. Right? So we have no. to turn to a professional like you. This is what you do. Uh, and in dealing with people, especially with stuff that they have in their homes, in their garages, in their basements, in their attics, mm-hmm. um, they, they could have they could be sitting on extremely valuable stuff that it either ends up in the garbage or it ends up in the wrong person's hands that they've underquoted them on on the uh, on the contents, oh, I know right? which happens all the time, as you know. Yeah. And then a guy like you has to come in and set the record straight. We have we have the pickers that come into our. We deal a lot with the trades. So we deal with people going to people's houses or they go to places like Value Village and stuff like that. And. Uh, Another person came in last week. There was someone brought a silver bowl. This week, someone found a solid gold bracelet. 
mm-hmm. were four hundred and ninety dollars that they bought for three ninety nine. Okay, so this is where someone's donated it, or whatever, they, however they got it donated. They didn't know what it was, and there mm-hmm. and and the people there didn't know what it was. So they sell it out for three ninety nine, and I pay the picker you know, the bigger money for the gold content on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so people should know this stuff. Like we're willing to do it. We come through. The first half hour is free when we come through their house, and um, then I cha- I tell them I will charge them, but I will say that here's how I can help you. Some of us will say no, you don't need my services, but a lot of times it might be the best hundred and seventy five dollars you ever spent. Right. You right. know what I mean. And that's if, because um, I'm telling you, if you want to get rid of everything in the house, because, like, okay, I, I digress again. Someone this week, or maybe it was two weeks ago, three weeks ago, <laughs> bought, sold, you know those royal, you know the uh, the coin sets they give out in mm-hmm. the 50s and 60s? They were on white cardboard, and then there was, sometimes they were in little manila envelopes. Right, right. It was 1.1 ounces of silver in. So she sold sets from 1950. To 1960, right. so sold for $25 each, okay? Right, So right. this was, she sold a double pair, sold for about $450. Mm-hmm. I offered the dealer 10000 Wow. Now, if I'd gone to that person's house, I would have also offered that person 10000 Right. Okay, for right. these exact same sets. So here's a person who sold them. Because these are these people who go around and they pretend they'll smile at you and they'll say, this is worth this and, and I'm going to give you this for it. you got to get a second opinion. I don't know how many times it, I've said that. You say show. it all the time and this sort of thing goes on all the time. It, just imagine for a moment, it's the same thing, but uh, basically giving your house away. It's the same thing, mm-hmm. right? It's like you've got this valuable stuff in your house. Somebody comes along and they give you nothing for it, pennies on the dollar. And it's the same thing, just on a, on a different scale. But just imagine giving your car away or giving your house away or giving uh, your Rolex away. If you don't know. Oh, this is another right? one. The Rolex person sold a Rolex for $20. Wow. A real one. Oh, my goodness. I'm sitting there uh, and, and saying, I've been waiting for one for years. Well, wasn't No. <laughs> but, see, they take advantage of it. Ladies' Rolexes still don't sell. But it was a men's Rolex. Mm-hmm. And it's $20. And I'm saying, how could you go into someone's house and pay them this for this? Well, that's all they ask for. Mm-hmm. Like, there are dealers. Okay. That I know there's a couple of dealers in town here. They want an appraisal. They'll say you call up and you send them a picture, and they won't tell you what they'll pay for. They say, "What do you want for it?" Mm-hmm. Well, you you bought it 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. Okay. So how am I going to remember something I bought 40 years ago? Right. Okay. <laughs> so they ask you your price, and if it's a low price, they'll say, "Yeah, okay, I'll give you 40 dollars for your." $2,000 item. Mm-hmm. And if you're overpriced, if you were asking $500 for an item that's only worth $400, they'll say, no, no, thank you. So all you can do is be on the bad end of that deal. Right. So you need to get a second opinion. I almost think that it's wrong for a dealer of any type to take advantage of people that way. Right. Okay. Right. Because they're saying, I don't do, if, they're saying I don't do appraisals, but they have knowledge. Mm-hmm. And they should be paying the fair price for things, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they have great big shops stacked up with stuff. I mean, that would be that would make me mad if I went in and I sold a dealer something for thirty dollars and they have it out for a thousand. We're allowed to make money as dealers. Right? We're sure, allowed to make course, money, of course. Okay, we're but we're a little bit different in at Bogart Knife, which is not you're not Bogart. But what we do is we either we can auction it, 
if we think that's the best route to go right. online. Right. We can live auction it if we think that's the best way. We can consign it because we'll say that's the way, this is this is worth this much money. You don't have to take any less. Or you can just out and out sell it. Now, when you sell it, you will get less money. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to pay you five cents on the dollar. Right. Okay? If something's worth $100, we're not going to pay you $5 for it. It just isn't going to happen unless I make a mistake. You're going to give them a fair fair offer on on their contents yeah. uh, or on their individual items, for sure. Yeah, I'm just trying to check with Duncan on how would this our board over here, we don't know, and oh, okay, okay. Okay. So we have calls, but we're going to wait. Like I say, later on this show, we're going to have other stuff we're going to be doing here. Okay? Okay, so, so we're going to go to Bob in Mississauga. Hello, Bob. Hi, how are you? I'm we're having great. You were doing good, but we're having technical difficulties down here. That's okay. I got my hands free in the radio. Oh no, you're you're safe. We're just not. Okay, go ahead. How can we help you? Uh, I've been collecting all my grandmother's old silver. Okay. My mother's. It's sterling, apparently. There's five pounds of it. Well, this is a good thing. When when something I was once at an auction where they said something was too heavy to be sterling, and I countered and I said, "No, being heavy is good if it's sterling." Now on the back. It'll either say 925 or it'll have hallmarks. Now, you can bring it in. We'll separate the sterling from the plate. We buy the plate as well. But if it's five it's pounds, a, pardon, go ahead. It has the marks on it. And some of it has the other mark, numbers on it. But this stuff's old. It's from 1908. Okay. Yeah, the date on you know, some will have that. But we'll have to see it. But at five pounds, you're 80 ounces. That's $1,600 approximately. I'm saying... Mm-hmm. I'm approximating because you're approximating the weight. But if you had five pounds of sterling, it's worth around $1,600. Five pounds of plate is worth around $15. So there is quite a difference. I just want to point this out. Okay. But you can, we had a lady one time brought in like seven, eight boxes of stuff. She thought it was all silver plate. She was expecting to get two, three hundred. She walked out with 7,000. She was a little bit happy, you know. But we do, we will separate. I mean, one of every three collections of costume jewelry that comes into our store at 10,341 Young Street. I'll say that's slow for people who are planning on coming to our store. 10,341 Young. One of every three has gold or silver in it. It literally does. And they don't know it. They say, no, I've gone through this and I've gone through it. And my, my, my expert friend next door, next door's neighbor's son went through this and said, there's no gold here. And we happen to find some. So we figure either um, the gold fairies are drip, putting it in there or it, it was all there all the time and just they didn't know they had it. Okay, but you can come into our store. We'll pay you out right away um, unless you want to keep it. But it's no. best to find out if it's silver or gold. Okay. Polishing it. Don't. I'm not going to pay you any extra. And every time you polish it, you take a little bit of the silver off. How's that? <laughs> Some of it's uh, like sugar sets and big spoons. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we, um, uh, I don't mind tell, we, we end up melting because so much comes in. Unless, if, if it has any kind of collective value, we'll tell right. you. But it really has to be either a great name like Tiffany or Pufacat or, um, to be not melted. Or, um, if it's, uh, just a Burks or an international silver, we're generally going to melt it because so much stuff's coming in. The no, kids today don't want it. Too. Burks will take, we'll take, but you, with the kids today don't want it. They don't want to clean it. They don't want to look at it. They don't want it goes in the dishwasher. They're mad about it. Like I tell you, I say all the time, I've got uh, 200 sets of china at home, and my kids went out to a big box store and bought china. 
Okay, the kids don't want what we have. And but there is someone in the world who does. So that's why we buy from Toronto and we sell to the world because the world has more money and more taste sometimes. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much for the call. Yeah, what number Young Street was it? We're at 10,341 Young. We're okay. south of the wall. There's a big eight-foot wall between us and our neighbor who doesn't seem to like me very much because I pay more than he does. On um, well, We're just at, we're about 75 feet south of the beer store. Okay. If you ask anyone in town, they'll know where the beer store is, okay? Yeah, I've got we're to bring that, that uh, bridge up, that Brooklyn Bridge, too. Pardon? I've got an old Brooklyn Bridge. It's tin. Metal sheet metal, whatever they call it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tin, uh, tin toys. Oh, it's probably from 1939 or, okay. uh, um, yeah, no, bring that. Any of that kind of stuff sells. And then I got my dad's Air Force wings and stuff. I don't think you want them. No, no, we do. We're going to talk about that. We're going to, I, if well, Rick I had read the, too. pardon? I've got his buttons off his uniform, but don't have his uniform. Ah, the buttons don't go for a whole lot. I wish he had the uniform. I've, I know. I've got the wings, though. Yep, no, we don't. And medals and wings and anything military, you'd be surprised what they're worth. Any of the old manuals. Um, military stuff, we have, we've hired on a military expert in our store. Um, he works six, five days a week. So, uh, uh, we can get you the price. Even if we don't buy it, we can tell you what it's worth because people have this at, at home. And I don't believe in melting the medals that people died to get. No, they're in the bank. Yeah. Uh, my uncle's uh, regimental cufflinks from the uh, 48th Highlanders. Oh, he's at the 40. Now, the 48th Highlanders always have a special part, and, and a lot of people collect it. Okay. Well, my aunt gave them to me before Uncle Bob passed. Yeah. And she, she said, don't lose them. They're gold. If they're gold as well, but the 48th Highlanders have got a very special part in Canadian military collecting. If we bought it and sold it, it would be going to a good home. Someone who will appreciate it. That I can guarantee. Okay. Well, I had a I had a book that I had up at the front of the cottage. It was my my mother's companion's father's. Mm-hmm. The First World War, the re- regiment, the whole pictures of them. I gave it to a legion. They couldn't do anything with it. They finally gave it to Casaloma. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's sitting in Casaloma. Okay. With our two names on it, donated by. Yeah, they, that's they marched from Toronto to to Niagara Falls to train to march back the First World War. Yes. No, we, we used to do stuff. Canada used to do stuff. Sometimes we forget about this, and this no. is part of what this show is, is we want people to know about the stories about it, number one. Teach our kids something, okay? And sometimes it's hard to get stuff into their heads, but we All want to... want is money. Huh? All the kids want is money. <laughs> I know. That's easy to divide and easy to count. But I'm just saying, sometimes no. we just got to force them to learn a tiny bit and that's why I'm all, I, I always tell people, when you've got something at home, put the story on the back. While we're still lucid, and, and we, while we can still remember what it is, what we want to do is tell the story. So if it gets passed down, two things will happen. Either they're going to keep it and cherish the story, or if they are going to sell it because they really need the money, the story will only add money value to the item. I got okay. a bunch of Laura Secord shooting trophies. They'd be cool. Because my grandfather was in and my uncle was in there, and they had the uh, first shot, second shot. I want to see you in my store. It sounds like you got a lot of neat stuff. And come and see me at 10,341 Young Street, because you sound like you got, and the stories, and even 
even if we research it, my military guy can help. Even if you don't sell it to me and you want to pass it down to somebody, at least we can tell you partly what we think the facts are, okay? We're here to help. We're here to buy. We're here to sell. But we're also here to help, you know? And this is, this is partly what we do. Like, we believe that people are important. Stuff is not, okay? Uh, All right, talk to them. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks for the call. I think I'm going to mention the phone number of the store as well. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, 905-737-4653. And you're absolutely right. I, I do see it on the list here, military medals and uniform. Uh, I never got a chance to go down through the whole no list. No one reads this list. I give this <laughs> list all the time. After, I'm going I'm to train Rick over the break. We're absolutely. Going for, we're going to a break right now. More interesting calls when we get back. Thanks. The following is a paid program. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New Generation Kitchens and Bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Zoomer Hits. FM 96.7 in downtown Toronto. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. I'm your guest host, Rick DeBacco from Royal LePage. Uh, filling in for Bogart, who couldn't be here today, but um, I am, so... Uh, we're taking your calls. Uh, we can be reached at 416-360-0740. Uh, call in uh, and talk to Paul about anything you may have that you want uh, praised, whatever toll, it is. Did you give the toll-free number? Oh, I did not. Okay. Some but, people live out of town. <laughs> the world does not revolve around Toronto. Fair enough. So uh, our toll-free number is one 866 740 Four seven four zero, and maybe people should put it in their speed dial. Is that is it even called speed dial anymore? But anyways, put it in their phone so that they always have it. You realize some of our people don't have; they have rotary. Some of our clients have rotary phones. This is you know true. the rotary phones are worth. My, I just sold a phone, mm-hmm. a red one, for seventy two dollars. Wow! I mean, even that's when we say we sell everything. We go okay. We're going to talk about real estate for a minute, right? So, um, the idea is is that. People, I, I don't know how many times I hear it, 50 times. I'm going to prison today, actually, right after the show. And they say, I'm going to sell in the spring. Mm-hmm. And I say, you're going to have to get, and I think, I, partly I think the reason is what you said earlier on. People are overwhelmed. Right. They can't, they can't figure us getting it done. Right. They can't see it doing it in two, three months. Right. This right. is a lifetime of stuff they're collecting. And they don't realize we can take all the stress out of it. We can have their house ready in literally one week. Right. I don't care what well, we've done it. We've, we've done, done it. it. We've proven it. We've done it. Uh, and we're we always leave both the buyer and the seller thrilled 
yeah, and excited and happy. And they, if if they had known it was going going to be that simple, they would have done it much earlier. Yeah, because people decide to do it, but then they uh, put off actually doing it. No, you know, they, they they say, oh, you know, we we want to sell our home, and then a month uh, a month turns into a season, a season turns into a year, and before you know it. Years have gone by and, and nothing's changed. Well, some of those people made money, but some of them, sooner or later, you have to say, okay, now's the time. Mm-hmm. You make the decision or at least consult us. We can come there. We'll tell you exactly how what we can do, how long it'll take, when we can probably sell your house. Like we've got, and people buy this time. We're, we have a closing coming up on uh, January, uh, January 7th. 7th. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, exactly. It's, there's no more wintry than that. We're we're right right in the middle of the deep snow, and this is what I keep saying: people sell even at Christmas. Uh, people are off. Homes are beautifully decorated. Neighborhoods are beautifully decorated. I was at another party last night, a, a birthday party, and uh, you know it always uh, the conversation always turns to real estate. And the first thing they ask when's a great time to sell, and I would say right now, or when you is. need to, like you know. Uh, but like as you said. What ends up happening is, for whatever reason, people just are afraid. They think there's something to be afraid of, and that's because maybe they're either dealing with the wrong people or they just don't know what to do. Well, a lot of it is, and uh, if you collected it, and there's no shame in collecting anything. Mm-hmm. People collect everything from spark plugs to fire hydrants, okay? So if you think it's interesting, there's going to be other people who do. Mm-hmm. Somewhere mm-hmm. in the world, someone mm-hmm. else wants candy containers contain, built in, uh, made in 1929, or whatever it is. So there's always another person in the world who wants exactly that right. or might be looking for it for a long time. So there's a lot of stuff people have that's collectible in their house. But, and I know it's hard. You've been collecting something for 40 years, and it's, it's hard to let go, but sometimes yes. it's time. Yes. Or yeah. you have the people that don't. I don't collect anything, like my wife, but she has 64 belts at home. Right. On, on. She doesn't collect anything, but she has 64 belts. Right, and so, right. <laughs> what am I going to say here? You know, with my wife, it's her shoes. Yeah, yeah, but um, no, but they don't collect. They'll right. say, "I don't collect anything." Right? No, okay. Yeah. Well, this is sometimes, but we can help with this. We take the stress out of it. We, we, we do everything. Once you say you're doing it, mm-hmm. we get rid of. We dispose of the items. We sell them, mm-hmm. or if something has to be donated. But I, I'm not a big fan of donation. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in if you're going to you sell it and donate the money. Right. Um, because I, I, again, I go back. These people are sometimes doing a great job, St. Vincent de Paul or, or Sally Ann or people like that, and, but they don't know. Right. They can't know everything we know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's only 10 guys like me in the country. Right. Okay, there's 5,000, right. no, 50,000 real estate real, agents. Yeah, yeah. There's only, yeah. there's not that many guys like me who actually know this stuff. Right. That know when you show me a baseball card and it's worth fifty thousand dollars, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. they show me a comic book. Oh, that's worth only two million. Okay, I'll take it. You know. Right. Right. Or but some things, and it happens all the time. I'm, I'm going into house and the stuff on the table is worth four hundred dollars, and the thing on the cupboard's worth five thousand. Right. And they say that right. old thing. Yeah. Or like someone came in this week and and and, and I gave them like seven hundred eighty dollars for transformers for wow. old toys. Right. That their kids just. But, and these are from 1980s. Right, right. Okay? And I got admit, I have a person who knows, to, I don't know Transformers, mm-hmm. but I have someone in my office who does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay? We have experts in different fields. We have a guy for uh, rings, gold, silver, watches. We have guys that, they've been working in the industry for years and years and years. They know stuff that I don't even know. 
Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not, I don't usually admit that. <laughs> no, but it's true because a, a lot of it does sometimes, and you see it all the time, end up in a box, which ends up uh, outside a, a Value Village somewhere. Here yeah. you go, right? No, I don't go. I don't go to Valley Village. Valley Village is not a charity. Right. They are not a charity. But I'm talking about people that generally don't know what to do with their stuff. They don't know what to do. Right. Now, I'm going to say this. Yeah. Would you, if, if there was a little box, mm-hmm. you go to your local bank yeah. and it had a box on the side, donate to our, here, uh, our chairman of the board doesn't have enough money. Right. Would you give them your money? Right, right. You're not going to give the chairman of the board a bank in Montreal or some, I shouldn't say, but I'm, I don't care which bank it is. Right. You're not going to go and donate your money. Mm-hmm. Why would you donate your things to another corporation? Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it, if you're going to donate it, donate it to one of the charities that actually does good work in your community, and the money is not sent out of your... The head office for Valley Village is nowhere in Canada. Right. I think it's in Seattle or yeah. it's somewhere out there. And, yeah. they've been, and they're not a charity. Right. You are giving your money to someone who has more money than you have. Right. Some of the CEOs uh, make salaries of over a million dollars a year. Yeah. Yes. But no, I, I don't... I believe in donating to people who need it because we're very lucky. We have a great thing going in Canada here. But I do not believe in donating to people who have more money than I do. They don't, you know what I mean? No, I know. Absolutely. Okay. So we're going to go to our next caller, Bruce in Etobicoke. Bruce? Oh, hello, Paul. How you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I just wondered, um, years ago, about oh, five or six years ago, I picked up an RCA Victor plastic uh, tube radio at a garage sale for $10. What color is it? Brown. Brown's not brown. as good. Red, green, blue, even your ivory colors. Um, they'll go for money. A fatter radio, unless yours an RCA, can go up to a thousand dollars for a plastic radio. A thousand dollars for a nineteen forties fatter or Emerson, one of these bright, the nicely colored. The knobs are worth sometimes can sell up to a hundred dollars just for the knob on it because people want to complete their radios. Your RCA plastic, depending on what, how it looks, if it's got that spacey, some of them look like little space uh, ships and rounded edges. They can go for $30, $40, $50. We use them for props now and stuff. Your brown right. wooden radios will sell, but we get $40, $50. Sometimes they weigh as much, cost as much to ship as we'll sell them for. We can sell anything. Some things mm-hmm. just sell for more. And your plastic radios, if they're in reds, burgundy, yellows, um, uh, purples, maroons, will um, sell for a lot of money. If it's Fada, Emerson, I have to see it. Not all of them, but most of them out of the 40s and 50s people. And they're usually downstairs on a workbench, okay? They've been regulated downstairs to, to the um, the husband's uh, workbench, and it'll have a bunch of screws in, in jars next to it, and it'll be sitting there. And that's a case of where I'm going into the house and all the stuff upstairs worth $200, and the stuff and then this radio in the basement is worth 1000 Yeah, I would say this is kind of a... Between a brown and a maroon color. It might be better. Now, if the knobs are usually cream, if it's like that. I have to see it. Now, There's you know we have the, the radio. I'm going to say, you know we have the TV and radio museum down here at Liberty Village. Right. Okay. Now, this is a great, This, if you haven't been here, you're missing something. It's one of the hidden jewels in Toronto. The, the, they've got um, the first TV ever made. they got Marilyn Monroe's TV here. they got Elvis's Presley's uh TV here, and just, there's a whole wall of TVs, okay, and the stories behind them. So even Mr. Moses Neimer is a collector. He might not admit it. I think he is. But he has that museum there of TVs and radios that's probably second to none. 
Okay, mm-hmm. I saw um, the first um, TV made, and some of the TVs before the war, before 1939, I think he was telling me there's less than 500 available that are known to be around. So they'd be worth good money, several thousands of dollars for the old TVs. And they're sitting in someone's basement, hasn't been moved yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but you're uh, the radio like that. Um, I'd have to see it. You can send me a picture off to our website, which is sales at torontogoldsilver.com. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. Okay. Now, if you send me off a picture, I don't mind people send pictures, but chop them down a bit, you know? Right. And because sometimes I can just tell you right there if it's worth uh, bringing it into our shop or if I can come and see you. Okay. But radios and TVs surprise people. Like some of those old zines, like um, on, on the, if you come down to the Zoomerplex here, it always amazes me here. They've got the, the predictors on the, on, the, on the roof there. I think they're, uh, I don't know if they're real ones, they're probably mock ups, but it's just kind of cool. They were a really cool. Uh, TV and radio. People right. collect TVs and radios. So, you know, somewhere we'll be able to sell it. We might, you know, even get $30, $40. That's more than 10 bucks, right? Right. That's a good deal. Thank you, Bruce. Any Etobicoke, you're just in cold and Etobicoke we are here. We, we're, well, Etobicoke is a great area for selling houses. It I don't is. think there's a house it under a million dollars. No, in there Etobicoke. isn't. There isn't. There isn't. So if you, if you do live in, in Etobicoke uh, and you are thinking about selling your home, we should definitely be called because, yes. you know, Paul, as, as you know, one of the, the features, uh, people always wonder, well, what, what separates you from other realtors? Well, uh, I, I do have a secret weapon, you, okay. right? So we have that going for us, but uh, they need to call and they need to discuss with us what we do for them. Yeah. Okay. How we can provide a greater level of exposure for their properties. Greater exposure means more people come to see your property. That means... Uh, more potential people bidding on your house, which means more money. Yes. More money is always good. You know? It's uh, easy, yes. Right? It's, but it takes longer to count. It, that could be a problem, but, you know, we'll help them with that if need be. Right? Okay. <laughs> so, um, having said that, there's just one other thing I did want to talk about, and that is uh, when when we do come to your house, we, we do provide a service beyond just selling your house. One of the things that we do, and, and you know, I, I credit Paul for this as well, is that we make recommendations as to what you can do to increase the value of your home. And usually the first thing that I uh, suggest to anybody are my three rules of real estate when it comes to selling. That's declutter, declutter, declutter. And Paul is an absolute expert on that. And as we've been saying throughout the show, you'll either uh, buy it from them, sell it for them, uh, you know, move it for them, whatever they need. If they want to move to their other house, uh, Paul will do that. So, uh, there's nothing for you to do except even go on vacation while we're selling your home. You don't even have to be there. Uh, as we keep saying, we want to make it hands-free and stress-free and make it enjoyable. Uh, should we go to our next caller? Sure. Okay, our next caller. This is just like a call-in radio show. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. Get with the program, Rick. Okay. okay. All right. I'll do my best. Okay. So uh, we have another Bruce, uh, this time from Kitchener. Bruce. Hello. Hi. How can Hi. we help you? Very uh, enjoy listening to your show. Always Thank you. Um, I haven't heard about this topic before, which I have a collection of Jello coins. Oh, okay. Uh, the cars. The cars are made in 1960. Uh, you had to yeah. eat one heck of a lot of Jello because there's 200 in that set. Okay. 200. 
Yes. I think the last, latest date is 6061. I know, but there's 200 cars. No, no, no. There's, uh, they're coming, all coming, there's 25 in each um, segment, and you got to eat, I think you got one coin in a box of Jello. People remember this. What I'd love to get, what I'd pay good money for, is an empty Jello box with the coin on the outside, but that's just me. So they're worth around $100. Now, there's also with the, you know, a little poker chip like holder. You had to yeah, send away a quarter to get that. And there was the booklet that is also included with that. Now, if you have the booklet and you have the, the holder and you have a complete set, sells for about 150 if it's in really nice shape. Okay. And I have uh, the holder. I don't have the booklet and I'm missing one car coin. Oh, I can sell you that coin for about 50 bucks. No, I'm sitting. No, they generally sell for about a dollar each. If you're someone selling them ones at a time, you can all, we have hundreds of them in stock. The cars came out first and a lot of people, remember they were so successful. You would need 200, 200 packs of gel to get this set. And then yeah. you had the next year they had the, uh, planes and everyone, I know a lot of people remember the 60, 61 hockey coins. It was the six, the original six. That set sells for around $400. Then you had the 61, 62s. They sell for around $300. They're more common because everyone started collecting. The Leafs were very popular back then. We actually okay. won stuff like Stanley Cups. And then we had, uh, there's a metal set that comes after that goes for about 500 But after that, there's a set in 67. I'm just saying on these Jello coins that sells yeah. for approximately 6000 the last set with the expansion years, okay? So yeah. I know what you've got is the early ones, so you've only got the $100 set. But there are more sets and more. And they also made things like Batman coins, and they made monkeys coins and ships coins and potato chips. Everyone started hopping on this so this whole idea. So people have these at home. They might be using them as poker chips. But back then, if they're in good condition, they do sell. And okay. the boxes, and like I said, what even sells for more, if you had an, an old Jello box that had the coin on the outside, um, that would be, I'd be paying probably hockey ones are worth two to three hundred dollars, and the cars and planes are worth about a hundred dollars for an for a non open pack. Okay, my brother has a complete plane set, and I have but one of the cars. Yeah, number twenty two. I need twenty two. Uh, Call me tomorrow at my store, and I'll get you number twenty two. Okay, we'll put it in the mail. And it'd be a Christmas present from me. How's that? If I have it in stock, I probably have it because we we get them on. We get them. They're not rare, but they are collected, and they yeah. bring you back. I love the artwork on them, and yeah. they remind me when I was a I was a kid back then, and um, getting uh, the got them got them needed needed. You know, um, nothing worse than opening some uh, lime Jello and finding the car coin in there, and it's one you already got. <laughs> and you know what you do with them. We could spin them on the floor and see who could spin them the longest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they, they spin like a top for a, a minute. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I know for sure. I know. I don't know if I've done. Number 22 is probably in a register somewhere or under a baseboard. No, yeah, maybe. But I have one. I can make you happy, okay? It'll be my pleasure. But call me tomorrow, 905-737-4653, or email me at sales at torontogoldsilver.com, and I'll get you that coin. Because what I believe is people are important, stuff is not. Okay? And it'll make you happy. And when you pass that set on to your kids or grandkids, you'll say that I completed your set. 
Okay. That's I want credit for this. Thanks. You got it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Uh, okay, so now we can go to our next caller. Uh, do we have to go to break first? Oh, I don't know. Do we? Yeah, okay. we're going to break, and okay. then we'll get Angelo on the other side of the break. Okay. And we'll go, he can hang on for another minute. Right. How's that? Okay. Right. Okay. Thanks. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver, and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Place over a hundred vendors under one antique roof, all competing to give you the best deal. What do you think happens? The new Southworks Antiques in Cambridge, all 25,000 square feet, sat across the Grand River in Cambridge, selling antiques and nostalgia. The kind of neat stuff that has drawn Paul and Bogart here for more than 20 years. Passing through Cambridge? Stop by Southworks Antiques on Water Street and help yourself to free parking. You're going to be here a while. Southworksantiques.com. Let's make a deal. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. I'm your guest host, Rick DeBacco, filling in for Bogart. Uh, We can be reached here at 416-360-0740 or our toll-free number, 1-866-740-4740. We're going to go to Angelo in Guelph. Hello, Angelo. How you doing, Rick? How you doing, Paul? Uh, good, good. How can we help great. you today? Um, I got my son has a friend in Montreal who has a baseball collection. He's got a bunch of uh, baseball cards. Um, he's got Derek Jeter, um All-Star Game jersey, one of three. Uh, oh, that nice. autograph bat. Yeah. And a uh, bunch of uh, old um, batting helmets, uh, Chicago Cubs, Expos, stuff like that. Real ones? Yeah. Yeah. All okay. Real. Now, the, G- the Jeter is autographed. It's got most of the stuff is all authenticated. Um, my son was telling me. Okay. So something like this, it'll all depend if it's a gamer. If the game, if it's a game bat by Ripken, probably worth a thousand twelve hundred dollars. If it's just okay. a souvenir one signed by him, it's probably worth two hundred two fifty. Ripken's got a special place in lobby. Mister, I loved him. He just played. Excuse me, one second. <coughs> mm-hmm. In jerseys, if it's a game or jersey, um, um, I'm not sure if it is, but it, it, what is what my son told me and and his friend Jeff, it's um, it says one of three on it. He'd wear three during the game. That's possible. Um, what we can do, it sounds like we have to make a road trip to Montreal. Yes. Someone's got to do it. I know it's a dirty job, but someone's going to have to do this. I guess I'll have to volunteer. No, me it's, and a, it's a real nice collection. Um, I've seen it, and it's it's really nice. On something like this, and this is what people have in their basements and stuff, like this, This your gentleman, your friend, has it all authenticated. That saves yep. us a trip, and we can actually come up with a value probably in an afternoon. If I couldn't have the whole thing evaluated by the next day, I'd be handing in my cards. On mm-hmm. um, on this thing, but if they're not, um, if someone's got in their basement, say they've got a jersey and it's signed and it's um, Jeter, 
Now, if it's a game, if it's just a plain one that you bought from the store, it's going to be worth one hundred to two hundred dollars. Now, a signed story is going to be worth four hundred dollars. Now, if it wasn't, if it's a one that he got off his back, you know, after the game or something like that, and handed, he yep. knew someone in the clubhouse, mm-hmm. several thousands of dollars. And like really? we had Glenn Pye from Glory Days on about I don't know uh, two weeks weeks ago, and like some of the yes, Leaf I, jerseys. I that program. Leaf jerseys are worth up to a lobby twenty five fifty up to a quarter of a million dollars for some really? of these old jerseys. Yes, because people will pay for them. Okay, um, there's a special because they didn't come out. There was not that many of them out there. Not like today where you can buy them right from the team. Back then, the they would keep the jersey at the end of the season. You had to throw all your jerseys into a big barrel, and they were either handed down to. Uh, um, the minor league teams, or I mean, if you're lucky enough to be there the next year, your jersey be given back to you, type of thing. Okay, the Leafs, some of them have substantial wear, and that's how we actually uh, find out if they're authentic or not. We photo match them against repairs. Back then, when you mm-hmm. if you ripped your jersey, you didn't get a new jersey. They they repaired it for you. Okay, like I, the Leafs were, I don't know, notorious for me. Like the signing bonus, I think it was. T- Oh, I think it was one signing bonus, or I think it was Sillaps, I'd have to check this, was two free tickets to a preseason game. That was their signing bonus. Okay. So when we're talking not giving away, like giving away quarters like their manhole covers, uh, they, they didn't pay a lot, spend a lot of money. Okay. So, but in the jerseys, at the end of the year, the only thing they gave up was the sticks. And the sticks would be given up and signed. A lot of people have signed sticks. And the reason they have signed sticks. What are, the, what are those worth? Uh, like a Stanley Cup one's only worth seven fifty. No, but the reason here is on the sticks is that at the end of the season, they go brittle. They can't use them the next year. So they have to give them away. So they, mm-hmm. give, they sign them. Everyone sits there. And if they're all authentic, like if you have a 67 with uh, Sawchuck and Imlac and everyone on Probably worth now it'd probably be worth seven fifty to a thousand, maybe a bit more. Okay, as long as as long as it's a complete team, because a lot of, some of them are passed on. Um, okay. And if it was a goalie stick, it'd be even more. But if you've got a sixty four stick, there's a bunch of them. They're probably four to five hundred dollars. You okay. know, okay. But that but a jersey from any of those two teams, a jersey from either of those two teams would be would be five thousand. Starting price, okay? Now, people have these in their basements, or the Uncle Ed played for the Leafs, and he brought it home, and you played shinny with it when in the 1960s, and then it sat up in a cupboard or something like that. That's what we want, stuff like that, okay? Okay. Thanks a lot okay, for the call. One, co- more, one yeah. more thing. Um, I know somebody who has the inauguration jersey from the Washington Capitals when they first started. Oh, it was first year? Him. Okay. Yes. Now, see, Providence... That they, that they showed on the ice before the team was unveiled. I don't know. Okay, now there's, here's where we're going to be... I'd have to go ask my it's friend Glenn Pye. I bet, yeah. I'd have yeah, to ask my friend... Another one. Yeah. I could ask him. I would say a couple of thousand dollars, but I'm, I'm going to bow. I'm going to call Glenn Pye from Glory okay. Days, and he's got... He's right up on the jerseys, Okay. Something okay. like that, because um, he might have a customer. No, two things happen. He might have a customer for it right away, number one, or he might just want it for his own collection. I love okay. dealers who are collectors as well. Thanks a lot okay. for the call, Ange. You're okay. welcome. Thank you. Yep. 
What's up? Our next caller is Richard from Toronto. Hello, Richard. Hello. Richard, how can we help you? Well, here's the deal. Yep. I have a sterling silver George IV teething rattle. Ooh, ooh. Uh, that's about 1850, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. That area. Um, it needs cleaning. Uh, it's painted black. Uh, the reason for that was it was uh, kept out of the hands of the Nazis uh, during the Second World War. Okay. They're not interested in things that were looking like that. Yeah. So it's painted black anyway, but I mean, anyway, it's a George IV. Uh, it's got the markings, and it has a marking on it, the um, MAB, that I was told was um, a silver maker named Marianne Boswell. Okay, now that see these you got all the things that are right. If we can know if we Mary Ann, okay, a woman, yeah, that's now, uh, that, that information I got from Waddington's. Okay. And they never appraised it though. They just told me what they thought that was markings meant. Oh, okay. And no. they didn't say anything about the story behind it. That they don't care about that apparently. They would have cleaned the black paint off it anyway. No, no. Okay, sorry. Okay, sorry. Oh, there you go. That's the deal. I would love to see see that. I think there's something like that. It was early Georgian, plus it's a woman silversmith, which a lot of them did. The daughters would go into the business. Yes. On um, and it depends on which mark it was. Which um, I'd hope to be if it's not London, I'd like it to be a provincial mark. Mm-hmm. Um, that would make a difference. I'm not familiar with that maker. Yeah, I think it's London. From okay. what I understand. Yeah, London or sometimes Birmingham made a lot of the smaller stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. But um, I'm trying to think right now. That would be. We're not going to melt it, and I'm not taking that black off. Okay, no, I, I want the story to go yeah. just like you just said it. I agree. And uh, probably, I think I get a thousand dollars for that, maybe more. Yes. I have to take the maker because the maker people are going to collect the maker. People yes. are going to collect the story. Sure. And. Uh, is that the only thing you have from that time period, or that was just something handed down through the family? Oh, that was just something I handed down from the family. Um, my late wife had that. She was from Holland. Okay. So, um, anyway, that's that piece. There's a, I have a lot of other items of uh, interest, uh, but that, that's another story. Okay. Well, no. The story here, I'm going to say right after you get off the phone with me, mm-hmm. I'd be writing down this story. Yeah. Um, I know, and have some paperwork with it, because... And, you know, I go into houses and the and the kids, and they don't care. And I have to tell them that something is actually very good. Yes. And they and if I saw that right away, I'd hop right. You know, I'd be able to tell them and say, "Here's the value on this. Do this separately. It's not going to go into a melt with all the other stuff." Sure. Well, I don't even have a family, and uh, that stuff will be going right in the garbage bin. No, 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 no. It's not if you deal with me. It's not okay. No. Well, all right. So. Give me a call during the week. I'll come and see you. Okay. And we can go from there. Our number at the store, 905 737 4653. And this is a rescue mission from Paul. Okay. Okay. You know, that's what this is. And yeah, because, yeah, the story is so important and the items and, and whatever happens to it, the story is going to add to this one. Okay. I can't, you know, some, I know the guys at Wads. They're, most of them are very knowledgeable. They're not, they're not slouches. No, and, no. But they're honest. They're honest. But the idea that is dumb. Someone must have been a newbie on there well, to say to me, to take the black off this. Well, you know, I mean, I wasn't pressing one way or the other. I just left it for them. I left the information with them, and maybe they were just too much of in a hurry. Maybe you know. Sometimes you know, sometimes 
We take away care of the small details. Sometimes some of these places get too big because they're handling two, $2 million dollar paintings, sure. and your item is like, oh, okay. They've heard everything. Yeah. <clears throat> no, no, they've seen and heard everything, but, but that's what I don't want. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't want our history to get lost. No. And that's part of this show is that we want to help people and help them remember or help other people know what they know about an item. If they're yeah, handing it yeah. down, even if you're selling it, the story makes a difference. Yeah. And if you're handing it down to your kids and grandkids, the story makes a difference. Sure, sure. Okay, that's and and even that's what happens is that sometimes we lose it. Uh, we want to know what actually happened. Yeah, well, I got I got a lot of stories for you. I'm okay. I'm good for stories. Okay. Well, well I'll blow I'll blow your way with few of them. <laughs> okay. I look forward to your call at the store. If you're in Toronto, I'll come and see you. Okay. Thank you very much for the call. Our next caller has a great name. His name is Rick. Rick from Newmarket. Hi, Rick. Rick, how can we help you? Do we lose Rick? We don't know if I we lost so. Rick. We're having technical difficulties down here. It's happened once or twice today. But it gives me a chance to go gold and silver. Prices. Yes, absolutely. This is the most important. I know people have been hanging on all week. Oh. <laughs> we got to have one of those little drum roll things. But if I have, that's what we're going to have one day. A I drum think we roll. need sound effects as well. Sound effects? Yeah. Coming? No? <laughs> Maybe? Okay. That'll do. Okay. <laughs> right now, if you've got silver dollars or 10 dimes or anything before 1966, uh, the same amount of silver and 10 dimes as there is in a silver dollar. What a coincidence. Uh, and in four quarters, the same amount of silver. It's eleven twenty-three per dollar. Okay, and it's fifty-four, almost fifty-five cents per gram for silver. So that gentleman this morning who had five pounds mm -hmm. is going to be worth uh, five fifty two. It's going to be good money. It's going to yeah. be sixteen hundred dollars, seventeen hundred dollars. On um, and we're eighteen ten karat gold. I know that some people, I will next week when we have more time, I'll go through what 10 carat is. But you want to know this number if you are going to sell your gold this week. I want you to know this number. And you can get a kitchen scale, one of those little things from Canadian Tire, no other ways. In 10 carat gold, it should be 2177 per gram. Okay. Um, 14 karat gold should be $30.48 per gram. And 18 karat gold should be approximately $39 a gram. Write these down. You got a piece of paper, like Bogart says, get a pen and paper, make sure they both work. Write these. If you're going to sell your gold this week or call us, and I'll give you the prices over the phone. But I want you to know what you're doing when you're, if you're selling the gold. Know what it weighs. Have a little calculator. And if it weighs 10 grams and it's, 20, and it's 10 karat gold, you're going to get $221 for it. You want to know this, okay? And 30, the same thing, and thirty and 39. If you have need to know about gold and know how we come up with what 10 carat and 14 carat is, call our store. We are, we are, we'll give you the prices. We are transparent. We give you the prices over the phone, okay? So yes. I guess that's it. Anyways. Uh, no, that's not it. We got almost 21 seconds left. Oh, okay. Well. No, I'm going to go okay. say what we're going to say. I'm going to thank everyone for listening. And I want to thank you for having me on the show. Okay. I had a great time. And remember, it's Christmas season. People are important. Things are not. Even though we're in the thing business. Right. People are important. Remember that. Right. Okay. Right. 
Hey, thank you very much for listening, folks. Have a great day. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.